Hello and welcome to this, the Talking Dogs podcast. I'm Graham Hall. I've been working with dogs and their lovely people too for well over 10 years now. You might know me as the dog father. Perhaps you've caught me on television as dogs behaving very badly. The TV show clearly makes people realise that they don't have to suffer in silence, that there, there is a way to deal with whatever behavioural issue their own dogs have got. Because afterwards, I get so many requests for advice, uh, and now I can bring you the answers directly on this podcast. By the end of today's episode, I promise that you'll have learnt some new ideas, and that together with your dog, uh, you'll both be able to live as happy and stress-free a life as is possible, which, at the end of the day, is what it's all about, isn't it? Now, last week, we started our basic recall training, things like the use of clear commands and a long training lead. So if you haven't already, do go back and listen to that one. Now, if you're already up to speed or it's some advanced training tips that you're after, you're in the right place. Today, I want to talk in a bit more detail about some of those distractions that make your otherwise obedient dog go on a bit do-lally, deaf to your commands, as some people might say. So let's start with Phil, who's been really sensible in preempting a potential recall roadblock. Hello, Graham. My family and I were the owner of a 10-week-old bitch Basset Fauve de Bretagne, not a common dog in Britain, and she ticks every box for us. She's already training really well in the house, uh, sitting, coming, recall, all that sort of thing. But she's a scent hound, and I want to preempt any uh, wondering, if possible, and what I'd like to really get to grips with is recall training. Do you know how best to train a scent hound for recall? Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Phil. Uh, yes, I do. Um, Basset for the Britannia, you're right, they're pretty rare here. Come from Brittany, of course, in France. So the first thing is you'll, uh, you'll, you'll need a command in French. Viens ici! Or, or something like that. I'm going back to my level French. Now I jest, of course. Um, it's a really good question that you pose, and it, it deserves a proper answer. Top marks for spotting that actually the distractions in your case might not be visible, which is what humans tend to think about, because that's what we do. But for lots of dogs, scent is very important. And it doesn't have to be a rare breed like yours. I mean, beagles spring to mind. Um, once that head goes down, it's like, whew, there's something there, and off they go like a shot, and they can be quite quick. So any distraction is, is worth training for. So the general principle is you want to start your recall training somewhere simple, somewhere there aren't lots of distractions. Get the basics in, right? It's a bit like, if you will, sort of learning to ride a bike with the stabilisers on, remember them? Um, you get the hang of it before you know it the stabilizers aren't needed they come off and even though there's traffic and other distractions you can still ride a bike you know so how do you create distractions in the case of your dog well go from you know your back garden or a place that's dry for example to ground that's wet now that might sound like an odd one but something i learned from police dog handlers is when they're called to track for somebody who's run away you know the, the dog goes and sniffs and, and 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 searches out the criminal they love it when the ground's wet so if they've got sort of grass at night that's it's either rained or it's dewy and that kind of thing that holds the scent a lot longer for them something like bone dry concrete on an august afternoon would be a bit of a nightmare the scent doesn't hang around for too long there not on the ground at least so try training distraction introducing those distractions 
a bit easier and easier would be dry ground right if that makes sense you can't hang around for the weather all the time but that's what you're ideally going for and then as time goes on you're introducing kind of higher level distractions you know damp ground in a place where you just know there's all sorts of wildlife probably crisscross that area so that's the way to do it start with the basics introduce the distractions bit by bit and in the case of a dog that's particularly led by their nose think in terms of smells being the distraction not just what you see think dog So sense might be one distraction, but other dogs is obviously a really big one. And that's something that Gavin knows all too well. Hi, Graham. We currently own a chocolate Labrador two years old named Bob. He's really well trained. He sits, he stays, he fetches, he'll give you his paw. It's absolutely brilliant. And his recall is, is really quite good as well. If, if people are around, he'll come back to us, no problem. The problem we have, Graham, is as soon as he sees another dog, he's off. And it's like he's completely deaf. There's no getting him back. He'll come back eventually uh, when he's had enough, but it's always on his terms. I just wonder if you could help us. Our concerns are, at the minute, he's he's running over to play with every dog. Our concerns are he, he's going to run over to a dog that's not friendly and he's going to get attacked. And, we're really, and we really want to let him off. He enjoys his freedom, but we're not confident at the moment. And so he's on a long lead. We just really help. Uh, any advice you could give us would be fantastic. Bob the Chocolate Labrador. I, I love him already. <laughs> I was working with the Chocolate Labrador the other day. And, I, I, you know, I look at dogs and I just think, I just know how they would speak. Well, in my head, I do anyway. Um, Bob, hello. I'm Bob. I'm a Chocolate Labrador. I love everybody, me. That's nice, but it's kind of a problem, isn't it? So what do you do when you've got a dog who's just loves everybody, wants to bound across there, say hello, and sooner or later he's going to get himself into trouble? Well, I, I think the recall needs to be really good. And again, build up that level of distraction. You can take him places where you see people in the distance over there somewhere. So he's sort of distracted, but you can get him back and then build that up bit by bit, Gavin, I would say. Absolutely be using the long line for that uh, initially, because if he really does decide he's going to go, it's like actually you know what Bob you're not I've got you uh, so he realizes that actually coming back isn't an optional extra it's kind of like you have to but if you do good things happen you know so it's not negotiable let's say there comes a time of course when you've got to let the long line off and you'll know you're there when basically you're saying to yourself this long line is is redundant now but I mean he's coming back all the time I can't remember the last time I had to give him a little nudge with the line so that's when one day you go right okay let's see what we've got but that day you know you don't walk into the middle of a load of dogs and then test it there you know testing dogs by the way too much is the probably one of the biggest things that people do that makes dog training fail you know you're just not ready yet it will come crashing down so should you be teaching bob that he can only say hello to dogs when he's got your permission by the way this is a question that didn't come from gavin um there are, i have some notes you see from the boss the producer let's call the producer annie right that's not a real name um yes uh, Annie. Um, uh, Annie, I should add, she just got a dog not that long ago. I'm beginning to realise that a lot of the questions that are on my notes, actually, they're nothing to do with you, the listener, at all. It's actually from her, but we'll answer it for her, and actually, maybe this will be of use to you as well. Um, yeah, my default position would be your dog's not allowed to go running across unless you say it's okay. 
right? Now, a lot of the time you will be going, yeah, no, no, okay. You know, and you could literally put that in as a command. Okay, if you want. And there's the right tone. And it's like, okay, you know, boom, you're off. Off you go. But we really want that dog to check in with you. So you can do that again on the long line. So it, it, you could call the dog back uh, if you need to. Or you can hold them on the long line. Don't put too much tension in. Wait for them to kind of go, oh, okay, what? For goodness sake. You know, when they look at you, then you could, if you want to, let them off and go, okay, off you go. Right. But get them into that habit of checking in with you first. They, they automatically start to look around and go, mm, mm, oh, okay. That's me back in Bob voice again, isn't it? Training what you might call an emergency stop, like the police sometimes do with their dogs, right? So they've sent a dog off, the dog's barreling along after the criminal, and then there's a dual carriageway, you know, stop, you're going to kill yourself. That's kind of complicated. Now, I want to deal with that perhaps in a, in a different episode at some time, so no time for that right now. But I'm more interested right now in prevention rather than cure. Let's not wait for it to go wrong. Bob's halfway to a dog that actually isn't going to be terribly friendly, as you said, Gavin. Let's get him to come back when he's called and we'll build up the level of distraction. And also, in your case, checking in with you to make sure it's okay and then being given permission to run over there. So there you go. There's a, a, an answer for Gavin. <clears throat> I think all of this does raise a question that what do you do if your dog's gone across to another dog and they're in the middle of playing or indeed the dog turns out not to be so friendly and you want to then get them back you could practice that and, and all dog training really is about creating situations that feel like the real deal and then practicing it so um why don't you go out with a couple of friends who've got a dog you let your dog off once you've got the recall in and you're in the later stages of training under distraction now so we're trying to teach the dog that if you come away from the dog the play doesn't stop and great things happen over here as well you know whether it's a treat or, or whatever now often whatever you've got won't be as interesting as that dog over there so the reward ultimately would be if you come back to me yeah good lad okay you can go back again so you go over there you play a little bit come here yes good boy yeah good okay you can go again and all of that so if i call you away it's not the end of the world you'll be able to go back again you know sooner or later of course you won't it'll be lead on and we're going home we're going to get to work if you do that in a friendly situation it'll stand you in good stead really for when he goes over and you realize that ah whoops you know this one's not so friendly on that by the way there always used to be a bit of a convention that if you're walking along and you see somebody with the dog off lead and yours isn't or you see them put the dog on lead do you know what that's probably for a reason so common sense sort of says just pop yours back on lead while you go walking past yeah it, it was always the way and it seems to have sort of faded out over the years i've been doing this and to me it just makes perfect sense so if their dog's on a lead perhaps it's for a reason just pop yours back on lead you can take them off again when you get past them going Once we've got our dogs off lead in the right places, because we're confident in their recall, what we don't necessarily want is to spend the entire walk calling them back because they're running miles away. You know, that's even if you do know they're going to come back. So Mick has asked me this. He says, I wonder if you could suggest something to try with Charlie. He's my four-year-old sprocker, so that's a spring across with a cocker, if you didn't know. From him being a very young pup, my wife and I realised how much happier he was off the lead than when he was on it. 
that's often the way, isn't it? So seeing him run around enjoying himself is a joy to watch. The trouble is how far he gets away from us when he is off lead. So he's seldom within 50 yards and quite often 100 yards away, which is not great for keeping him under control. Uh, now, his recall is pretty good and he comes back fairly quickly as long as he's not on a scent or chasing squirrels. If you could uh, suggest anything to try, I'd much appreciate it. I'd really like, uh, like him to walk within about 10 yards of us. Now, at the moment, it's sometimes feels like we're just not together at all. I kind of recognise that feeling. So, yeah... It's good that you've got the control, that he will come back. Uh, but yeah, there are times when you just want to be a little bit closer. With my dogs, I've got a command which is close. And close doesn't mean heel, doesn't mean right at the side of me. It really means, funnily enough, about what you're saying, around 10 yards. So just, just hang with me, would you? You know, And then it might be a case of, OK, and that's right. Now you can go and range off again. So how do you do that? Well, I'm going to come back to the long line. Um, 10 yards is about 10 metres. And often the long lines are about 10 metres long. There's a coincidence. So if you walk around with a dog with that lead on, so we're not doing recall training as such now because we're not calling them back all the time, automatically that gives you a radius of whatever your distance is, say 10 yards, all around you. So as you walk around, as they get to the edge of it, it's like, uh, uh, you know, just a little bit of a uh, no, you know, like you've kind of hit the limit. So there's an invisible force field in a big circle radius around us. And every time they, they hit that limit, ah, uh, no. And as they move back towards you, close. Oh, good boy, that's fine. So what we're doing is we're, we're overlaying the word close with this realisation that I mustn't go past this invisible kind of radius. And if you're really consistent, and the long line will help you be consistent, it literally is a yardstick, then the dog sort of goes, oh, right, OK, I get it. So if I hear close, I've got to stay about this distance around you. And then they, they understand that. There could be a role for, you know, toys perhaps or treats there, depending on the dog. You don't want a, a reward that's going to overexcite them. So the close thing is like, yeah, yeah, fine, all happy, all good, but just let's keep a lid on it a wee bit. You're with me. Steady, steady. Thank you very much. And now you can go mad when you go run off. Yeah. Uh, and I'd use an OK for that. So by all means, you know, if they do come back in towards you, yeah, you could give them a little treat, but just don't, don't rev them up, you know. So what I create are, are kind of three distances from me as we're walking along. There's what you might think of as heel, the dog right next to you. Lead could be on or off. And by the way, I don't use a heel command very much. The next sort of distance is close. So that's that 10 metres, 10 yards radius. And then after that, it's go as far as you like, so long as you come back on command. Nice, clear conditions. And the dog sort of gets that. So stay here, be close. All oh, right, off you go, but come back. Well, thank you for indulging me in my stories today. Uh, if you've reached the end of your tether with your dog, <laughs> see what I did there? Do please send an email or a voice. I've made myself chuckle there. Uh, <laughs> to talkingdogs at avalonuk.com. I'll say that again. Talkingdogs at avalonuk.com. And as always, listen, I'll do my best to help you uh, in an upcoming episode. I'd love it if you'd also rate, review and subscribe to the podcast and that way you can make sure that you're back here in time for the next episode uh, i read those reviews that people send in uh, it's always great to hear how your dog's getting on after you'd followed uh, some of this advice so until next week take care of yourself and of course drum roll your dogs bye for now <laughs>